right, James. So 2019, we're all watching Mando first episode. And then we see this little baby Yoda thing at the end. And it just like takes off. It transcends Star Wars. It becomes this pop culture thing. Almost coming up on five years now. And I just thought it would be a good idea to talk about, you know, that Mandalorian movie coming up is, you know, quote unquote, baby Yoda going to be bringing people to the theater. So I think it'll be a fun discussion to have later. Um, are you still like, how, how's, you know, I know Bennett, you know, my son and daughter aren't huge into Star Wars yet. I, I, I think Johnny's starting to get a little more interested. They do know baby Yoda and Johnny knows his name is Grogu. Where's Bennett at? And where are you at with Grogu? Are you still in on Grogu or are you getting a little tired of him or? Um, Bennett does know that the character's name is Grogu, but I feel like anytime, and maybe this makes me sound bad, but it's very, (laughs) it's very nonchalant is anytime he ever says baby Yoda, which is rare. I think, um, that he's even talking about the character. I, for some reason, I always forget if he knows the name or not. And so I go like, and you know, that character's name is, and then I think he gets like, he's like sad. Like he's like, Oh, right. Like I get in trouble if I don't like, he goes like, (laughs) it's Grogu, you know, like he says it like that. He doesn't want to let you know. I guess, I don't know. Like I'm always, I'm always saying Grogu because I don't use the term baby Yoda like ever. And you got him right behind you there. The big one. Yeah, there he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a holiday one as well. And I don't know if it ever showed up in any video because recently they've all been cut off. Yeah. But I had one that's got him, um, you know. I don't uh, think I saw it. Next. Yeah, next to the. Um, not the N1, but the one before it, um, Razor Crest. Yeah. And he has like Christmas lights all around it and stuff oh, and it yeah. glows. And that's yeah. cool. Um, have I soured on the character at all? Um, you know, I've never like, I think I'm just fine with it. I just like, it is what it is. I was never at any point like, oh my God, I love baby Yoda. So I don't feel like I've come down on it, but I feel like I'm still probably, <clears throat> lower than most people mm-hmm. just in general i'm like i the character's fine i like i like grogu um but i i think what's really going to kick me into interest with him a little bit more is when we see him baby groot you know and Talk. like age up mm-hmm. a little bit or something um, or they jump ahead and, and, you know, we see baby Yoda, the, the, you know, this version of him for enough for long enough that the next time we see him is with Ray and we're like, Oh, holy crap. You know? And she's like consistently saying his name and stuff, you know, like, right. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think based on the artwork that we got for the movie, that they're going, this is the opportunity to age him up at all. I think we're still getting that classic Grogu look, that baby child look. So I agree. I yeah, it is interesting. But uh, anyway, welcome everybody to the Resistance broadcast. You saw the title. That is what we're going to talk about. You know, the impact that Grogu, aka to mass audiences, Baby Yoda, uh, 
Is he going to be a draw? Is he going to help the box office for this Mando movie? Is he part of the reason why they went this route? Um, so we'll talk about that in our main discussion later. Uh, but we want to welcome everybody to the show. Uh, Lacey will be back with us on Thursday. She's marching closer to coming back full time, uh, but she'll be with us on TRB Live Thursday. So be sure to check us out. And if you haven't yet, go back and uh, check out our episode from this past Thursday. We had a 90-minute just loaded episode talking about all the news, including the announcement of this movie, The Mandalorian and Grogu. Um, so we'll talk a bit about Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda's potential uh, marketing and financial impact on the movie a bit later but we do have uh will the force coming up but before that uh we just want to ask you know if you do dig the show whether you're new or you've been around for a while please make sure you're subscribed on your preferred platforms whether that is audio apple spotify what have you or of course our youtube channel youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast and if you haven't yet james might not love this but on Friday, we finally published my cash-in of the pie bet that took place in London, England at Celebration. So I got to put uh, a payback for you because James in 2019 got to smash a pie in my face. And this time I got to get him back, but also Lacey. So it's a fun video. Be sure to check it out on the channel and uh, share it if you think it's funny. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and then speaking of which, our patrons got to watch that early. And that's a part of you know what we do on our Patreon. I was going to jump in. I was like, yeah, I think like Patreon right now currently is doing really well for us because we have just consistently filled it up with a lot of stuff like the pie video. Everybody gets to see that a little bit early. Um, but uh, on top of that, we uh, we did a huge Q&A this month where we went through for like you know, nearly an hour yeah. answering questions and it was live for patrons. And so we were participating uh, the whole time. Uh, and just getting uh, getting into the nitty gritty of like our personal lives and like other things that we're interested in, uh, we did that. We also did we do, we do like bonus videos every once in a while. Like we just did the one about the the rewatch of the lightsaber battle and stuff. So oh, it's yep. like there's there's stuff that we're doing over there that if you are a fan of the podcast, it's like it's not much to get in um, a month, but you know if you like the podcast, you might enjoy just getting a little bit extra and. Yeah. Not to mention just Discord in general. I think so many people just join to be part of that community of being able to pop in and share and talk about Star Wars and Star Wars adjacent content as well. So it is cool and uh, it really helps us out because TRB is just the three of us and we all have day jobs, we all have kids. So, you know, we have a lot of responsibilities that all of you have out there, but we spend a lot of time to do this podcast uh, twice a week in addition to all the other extra stuff we do on Patreon. So if you are able to, definitely head to uh, patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash resistance broadcast. And yeah, tiers start at five bucks. There's a bunch of tiers, uh, but that gets you in the base and lets you see all of our exclusive uh podcast that we do just on patreon and uh, a bunch of the other stuff that james mentioned and more there's a lot of stuff on there so check it out if you're able to support us we really appreciate it um but if you're unable to that's cool too because we give you two episodes of the podcast every week uh i don't know i mean i'm not into like podcast competitions or anything but i'm not i'm not sure if there's other pods that do like two episodes every week we're kind of crazy in that way but mm. anyway we are here to do our podcast and Will the Force is our first uh, segment to kick things off, James. So let's uh, fire it up. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. 
That's right. You know what you love it. It's time for Will of the Force. Here we're going to pitch some questions and guess whether they will or will not happen in the Star Wars universe, the SWU, if you will. <laughs> in addition to the questions that we provide, TRB patrons, uh, as we were just talking about, are also able to submit questions for this very segment. And we're going to kick it off with one of um, their questions just to kick off Will the Force this week. This is actually coming from one of our generals. Uh, Matt Chitty is the person who sent hey. over the question. Will the Mando and Grogu movie have the Star Wars theme and crawl john i'm gonna kick it off with you first what do you think about this um i think it will i i I think i think they're going back to the formula and i think the star wars theme and the crawl are just too iconic and recognizable and also it's just part of the experience like people talk about anytime people talk about sitting in a theater and seeing a Star Wars movie, the first thing they often always talk about is that how it gets dark and then the blue text comes up. You know, obviously, the Lucasfilm logo, the blue text, and then that boom. And it's just impossible to replicate, uh, irreplaceable. And I, yeah, I felt a void with Rogue One and to a lesser extent Solo because it did like an abridged version. But Kathleen Kennedy said the crawls are coming back. And if they put out this first movie and it doesn't have it, people are going to be like, well, oh, she lied to us. So yeah. I think it will. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to get our Mando music. Um, you know, oh, of course. So I think we will. I was going to say, of course, I think the plan maybe at the time was that the Carls were going to come back for like the Ray movie and stuff. Yeah. And this well, is like new information. No. What? It sounds like you're leaning. It sounds like I'm leaning towards now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that uh, Kathleen Kennedy did say that. And that makes me think that the answer to this question is yes. It has to be yes, because they 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 said, look, we made a mistake. We didn't put the Star Wars crawl and the iconic music in a lot of these movies. And that was our bad. We're remedying that situation. So I think that means, yes, it has to do it. But that does make me wonder about the Mandalorian music like it's become iconic in its own right and it belongs to these two characters very specifically so what do you do and I think the solution to that probably is starting with the Star Wars music yeah you know not that one but you know the main theme then Uh, yeah yeah going into just general music for the movie but hitting that music exactly when it needs to be hit. So it's like lead that the last scene of the second act or something, right. As they decide to kick it in, you know what I mean? You're going to hear that boom. boom, And everybody's going to be like, yes, it just got serious. You know, I, I like, yeah, I I think they're going to use that music to like, they're going to feel like it's missing and then they're going to hit you with it right when you need it. James, I don't do this often, but I just came about some news that has nothing to do with Star Wars that I, we need to talk about. Puck News just blasted okay. out that Top Gun 3 is happening. Oh, no, really? Yes. 
<laughs> oh no 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 wait is this so is this an announcement or is this in connection with tom cruise's deal with warner brothers it's or says, did they do that and then now they're announcing it says puck news matt bellany who you know i like top yeah. gun maverick co-writer aaron Kruger is now officially at work on a follow-up to the 2022 mega hit that will reunite tom cruise with miles teller and glenn powell top gun well, three coming <laughs> Yeah. So so you saw that news earlier. Tom Cruise signs this big deal with Warner Brothers and he says and the deal is that Tom has lots of properties that he would like to produce, you know, movies and make movies with Warner Brothers exclusively through the rights that they have uh, with the movies that they've done together. Right. And so everybody's going through the laundry list of like, oh, my God, maybe we're going to get a final. We're going to get a sequel to this and this and this and this. So I didn't know if this was it, it has to be like that happens. And then it's like, oh, dude, yes, I'm absolutely going to write that report because I've been hearing this and I had nothing to back it up. But now that he signed this deal with Warner Brothers, that has to be true. You know, that yeah. just has to be the story. It's, so it, and it's that makes me a little nervous because I like when movies are like, that's it. You know, it ended perfectly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, you don't always have to have a trilogy. Sometimes it just perfectly makes sense to be like, this is the first half and that's the second half. This is him when he was young. This right. is him when he's old. I mean, and that's it. Just leave it alone. But you can't argue. Yeah. So and sorry to. <laughs> Our, our fans or <laughs> listeners who were like, guys, I don't care about Top Gun, but we had it. It just came out. So I and the three of us went to go see it together. So it is a bit a part of our experience because we saw it together yeah. in Anaheim. I mean, look, Top Gun was one of the best Star Wars movies they released that year. <laughs> did, you, did you purposely <laughs> say best Star Wars movies? <laughs> yes, it, it was the Rogue Squad. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the run and oh, like yeah. the, the fighter pilots. Yeah. And yeah. Everything, um, man. All right, let's let's keep it rolling. With uh, they should have went with the original title, though. Rogue Squadron. I thought that would have been. That's what I was just saying. We got the Rogue Squadron. We yeah. never got. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, moving on to good old Star Wars. Back to Will of the Force, James. Sorry. Yes, Will of the Force. Next question we got here is Will because this is a lot of the Mandalorian and Grogu we're talking about this week. Uh, will the Mandalorian and Grogu remain the title? of John Favreau's upcoming movie. I'm going to go first on this one and I say yes it will because of the fact that when the press release came out it said this is the title of the movie. And I think that uh while you may have shakeups with a lot of movie productions, especially in Lucasfilm, we've talked about it a lot, I don't think this is a movie that's going to get a lot of shakeups. You got John Favreau uh, directing and producing uh, makes sense. He's not going anywhere. He's been involved in Star Wars for a long time. He knows exactly what he's getting into. He knows exactly what needs to be done. He knows exactly the story that they're going to tell. You know, it's like everything about that is is set. Um, and you've got your your other producers, Dave Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy, all people who have been long involved in all this. I don't think there's any mix-ups with this. So I think when they come out and they say The Mandalorian and Grogu is the title of the movie, you just have to think... and. John, I'll let I'll let you talk a little bit about our what we said on our Patreon. We can kind of bring that up here too. But like, what's a better title? I know. Right? What do you think? Yeah, because we were asked on our Q and A, 
because one of our listeners said they weren't a fan of that. And I could see the fatigue of the naming convention. You know, we've talked about that. There's just a lot of these things, even though we love them, they're just like, we're naming it after the title character. Um, and yeah, like, what are you going to call it? Like clan of two or, you know, so it's tough to children say. of the watch. Like yeah. Ideas, yeah. But they're all like lackluster right. compared to the billboard. So I, and you know, I didn't mention this on TRB live, but it's like, I was thinking about John Favreau's movies and it's like iron man, elf chef chef. It's yeah. like, okay. So we got Mandalorian. Um, so I do think this is going to be the title also because the way they positioned it on starwars.com, it was italicized the way titles are presented. It didn't say John Favreau is developing a movie about the Mandalorian Grogu. It said, no, he's making a movie and it's the Mandalorian and Grogu will go into production. So as far as I know, that's the title. It's unusual for Star Wars to put a title out there that early. Um, they usually like the theatrics and the dramatics of the reveal of a title. Um, but it's probably going to be the title and I think people are eventually going to get over it and I'm sure there will be other things that come out like skeleton crew like that the acolyte like there are going to be things and there are things that aren't going to be named after a person um, and I'm sure future they movies did, they were going to do Rangers of the New Republic was another one that is right named and, after and, a character. and the Ray movie I know we think it's going to be called uh, me Jedi order um or new jedi order or what was the other one that we were joking that it was like ridiculous it was like b something i don't know what it was but it was like so stupid but uh, it's not going to be called B movie <laughs> B movie. it's not going to be called ray skywalker so that's going to have a title too so everything's going to be okay i think that is the title i think that's what it's going to be and if you don't like it hopefully the movie's good enough where you you don't worry as much about it but i understand i understand the complaints i do i do um i wouldn't write off ray skywalker dude <laughs> they might do that <laughs> they might do that because i mean we are talking about right now they have a habit of doing it uh and here's another case in point the problem with the ray skywalker thing is that if you can put skywalker on i know a billboard yeah it would sell and they obviously saw the, the same for the rise of skywalker and now this is ray skywalker she's risen you know now it's her movie mm -hmm. so i don't know man um but let's get on to another question here. And that's another one from uh, one of our patrons. This time it's coming from a commander. Commander Nix sent us over the question. Oh, hey, Nix. Commander Nix, always awesome. Um, uh, they asked, could Cal Kestis have a role in The Mandalorian and Grogu? Now, if you're unfamiliar, Cal Kestis, character from the fallen jedi or no sorry jedi colon series so mm -hmm. it's jedi fallen order jedi survivor series of video games for ps4 ps5 um and has at least one book so you know there is a chance that this character uh could show up mostly because they're played by um a person who looks like the character they modeled the character after the actor camera who does motion capture yeah and but but less important than than just who it is which actually is a he's a pretty successful actor in his own right um anyway i i'm i'm explaining it for people who might not know who Cal kestis is but i'm sure most people do john do you think there's a chance that cal kestis is going to show up in the mandalorian and grogu movie 
Uh, no. Making the big screen jump. I, I don't think so. And and the only reason why, and if you do want that, Nix, or anybody out there, I, I hope you know this answer doesn't upset you, but I, it's just my thoughts, and I could very well be wrong, and he could show up. But my thing is the, the time and the age stuff, because, James, correct me if I'm wrong, because I still haven't played it's the a, game. But he'd be about 40. 17 or 20 years old older and he's he's 18 or 19 in the second game or 20 in the second game how old is he in the first mm, game no he's older than that i think so he's in his 20s probably so I, this- I think like early 20s but it takes place around the same time as obi-wan kenobi so that's nine bby and solo okay Both so you're, so you're adding nine years to his age so, so let's say he's 23 years old as i'm seeing in an article here that makes him 32 at the time of a new hope five years across for the original trilogy that makes him 37 and then mando is like nine years after return of the jedi or something like that you're all but but you're also pushing it even further because you don't know how much longer yeah. it is right this until dude, the movie happens this dude needs to be in his mid four to late 40s at this point so i i i just don't see it for that reason and that and reason they alone. could it could be a different person, but I don't understand casting someone to play that character. Oh before yeah. Especially Cameron if he Monaghan. wants to play him so bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just, if you're going to give the character, um, the, the, the on screen, you know, treatment, whether that's in a TV show or anything, but it's live action. Nonetheless, I think it's gotta be him. And that means that this is the wrong era for him to be in. Now, that's not to say that he couldn't show up eventually mm-hmm. in that era, but you have you have to give it to the other era first. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So we're on the same page with that one. Let's move on to the last one here. And this is kind of a quick one because we did get a super chat last week that sort of talked a little bit about this. So we'll give it to you quick, but we'll put our stamp of approval on this one will deep fake luke skywalker have a cameo in the mandalorian movie and i'm going to say yes going to say yes he will yeah go back to trb live last thursday for our full thoughts on this but i'm saying yes too yeah i just just really quickly like i think the thing about luke skywalker showing up is they already sort of um, tugged that string a little bit and it worked really well. And I think that waiting a little bit and giving it to us in the movie and maybe giving him with a higher budget more to do, not like he's a part of the story or anything, but if you like give him one moment where maybe he does something really powerful or really action oriented, or maybe it is just that he makes a cameo, but they've really done something to like really heighten the special effects or something that when people go to see that movie, they're not just going to see Mandalorian and Grogu, but their friends come out of the movie and they're like, you have to go see it. (laughs) I'm not telling you what happens. I'm not telling you what happens, dude, but you have, have to go see this and i think it's just that luke skywalker's in it you know what i mean and it look it's gonna look like young mark hamill and they're gonna do something really cool and i think that's that's what they're gonna do because they can't mess with han they can't mess with uh leia i mean mean, they can we can't we kind of debated it yeah but uh, but that's i think where we're both landing on the same page 
Yeah. All right. Well, then that is it for the will of the force. Uh, but we are going to move on to our next segment where we're, uh, we're going to be discussing all that stuff about Grogu and baby Yoda. So here we go. Let's go. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Will baby Yoda. And yes, we're using that term because it's going to be used to reach general audiences bring audiences to theaters for the Mandalorian movie. So I, I I came up with this, James, because, you know, we saw, you know, we saw Indiana Jones this summer and we liked it. Movie comes out and it doesn't do well. And we're like, what is going on? Indiana Jones movie now not doing well. And then we saw some Marvel movies stumbling and the flash bomb. And yeah, there's were some there were some successes uh that got a viral whirlwind like 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 uh Oppenheimer and Barbie that did really well. But the days of like the lock billion dollar blockbuster are gone. And I don't know if they're coming back. So I think first off, Star Wars fans need to temper their expectations. Um I think we do have we focus and worry too much about box office these days. And I remember an interview with Lawrence Kazan. I think he did with Clayton Sandell actually a, a couple of years ago, where he said like he named like a couple of great movies from like the eighties or seventies or whatever. And he's like, "Tell me how much movie that mo- how much money that movie made," you know. And he's like, "You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, nobody cares about." It. In the end, when these movies are years behind us. People don't look back and say, how much money did The Big Chill make? It's like, no, that's a great movie with an awesome soundtrack and all this stuff. Great performances. And that's sort of his point. And I think we focus too much on box office. So I do think Star Wars fans need to temper their expectations with how this movie is going to perform. Because I know what's going to happen. It's not If it doesn't make a billion dollars, which it probably won't... Uh, there's going to be people who are looking to take down Star Wars that says like, look, it's not doing as well as uh, this movie did or this movie did. So I think first we go into it, tempering expectations on box office. Then from there, it's what will they do differently to market this movie? Because for every movie they put out so far, there was a heavy uh, opportunity to rely on nostalgia um, for tfa more than anything because star wars is back but also they're all back and then last jedi this is luke skywalker's movie come see luke skywalker however people felt about that people went to go see it because it was luke skywalker's movie and then rise of skywalker probably had the hardest task because the three main og actors weren't going to be heavily uh involved the way that people maybe wanted we're looking for for the force awakens then you have solo Mm -hmm. of course uh and rogue one uh, same type of deal. Now we're talking about a new thing that was created in this era, in the post-George Lucas era. How are they going to market a new Star Wars movie that is the most disconnected from George Lucas? So I think they do have to lean on this little dude because everybody knows who he is. And even people who I'm friends with or people I know through people would come up to me who don't never liked Star Wars, and they're like, oh my God, I love The Mandalorian because of Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda. And if that sustains when they bring him back in all these commercials to remind people about that he exists and he's still adorable, I think it will have a major impact. So I think they're going to lean on Grogu, but 
they can't just lean on Grogu. So we're going to see him probably pop up on Jimmy Fallon. Like Brian Ward did a, did you see Brian Ward? He did like a little yeah. art piece of him sitting, sitting on the couch, couch. at uh, yeah. of Colbert's uh, uh, studio. I thought that was brilliant. I think that stuff might happen. Um, but they got to do other stuff and they got to get Pedro out there. You know what I'm saying? They got to get people in the mix. They got to get Favreau talking about it and they got to get clever with how they market this thing. Cause I think if we saw with Indiana Jones, you can't just rely on old faithful and you can't rely on one thing to bring people into the theaters. So while I do think he will help, especially getting kids in the theater, because kids are gonna be like, I want to go see the baby Yoda movie. And if one kid says it and another kid says it, all the other kids are going to want to do it. It's just like the popular toy at Christmas or the sneakers that everybody needs to have or the type Mm -hmm. of snacks, you know, kids like to be popular and doing what's popular. That will be a part of it. But the question is, I don't think it's enough. So I do think he's going to be a factor, but I'm curious at what else they're going to do to be creative to get people to come see a Star Wars movie that can't lean on the old stuff. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I want to, I think that is interesting about this conversation is the fact that for years, we've sort of for, for years, like in the eighties and nineties and even early two thousands, we were sort of in this era where we said that there was movie stars and people went and saw movies because the movie star was in it. Right. And we've moved away from that, but there's always been this like last little, like there there's only like, you know, a a handful left of movie stars. And I actually, I actually think that we might, totally be dead i don't know that there's any movie star that draws all the time and i think it it used the closest was the rock it was like the rock couldn't do anything wrong every movie he was in was gonna do was you say that but i don't know that people went to go see top gun because it was tom cruise i think people went and saw top gun because of the property which is what we've been moving into for a long time fair because the the new mission property do great right yeah, the 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 characters and the property and the title of what it is, it's Captain America. You know what I mean? Like it's the Avengers, right? That's why people are going to the movies. And that's why I think Disney has been aware of that and been strategically doing that with Star Wars. Like call it Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know? call it the Mandalorian and Grogu because I think at the end of the day being creative with the titles is not working as well as literally being like we're going to market the character because we just we think that's the only reason you're coming hmm. we we know you don't care about Pedro Pascal necessarily we, we know you'd like him we're picking him because he's good because he's charismatic with fans and things you know, um, maybe he's a bad example because he's behind helmet in this, but you, you got what I'm saying. It's like they're still picking people to be good actors and famous celebrities to be in these movies, obviously. But I but I think Hollywood has become aware that we're not going for them. We're going because we're interested in that property, which is why w- over the past 20 years, we've seen even more like 
book adaptations and video game adaptations and anime adaptations on lots of streaming service and start expecting to see even more in the movies, you know, where they say like, Oh, the, um, you know, they did a ghost in the shell, for instance, it wasn't a, actually it was a TV show first, but it's beside the point. <laughs> you get what I'm saying though, is they're, they're making adaptations of these properties because they think people will watch it yeah. just because they already know the title and they already know the characters. And so I think that, um, we're, you know, we're talking more and more about this title, the Mandalorian and Grogu, and it's, it's tough because we can't come up with a better name for it because that's literally just like the perfect name. Um, they have to go into this being like, Hey, we can't, we can't name this movie anything else and say, Oh, you know what it is? It's that Mandalorian thing you've been hearing a lot about. We just need to literally lead with that and let people go. I want to go see that. Um, well, I think the only title that would be better for this movie, honestly, is the Mandalorian and baby Yoda, which will never, they never they can't, yeah. they can't do it. Yeah. But if they could, if somehow we lived in a world where it's just like, oh, yeah, the titles, the, the characters named Grogu, but like we just want to sell tickets. So we're just going to call it what we want people to associate it with. Then, <laughs> I mean, that's a ridiculous notion. It would never happen. But you, you know, know what I'm saying? I literally think that's probably the only better thing you could call it. You know what's also interesting about this or is Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian <laughs> mar- marketing elements because um, They've already, I don't, I'm not going to say they exhausted the market, but they put out pretty much everything you possibly can for Baby Yoda slash Grogu toys for kids. Right. So they're they're going to have to do a couple things here. Change the outfit. They're going to have to, I think they're going to have to use Mandalorian Season 4, not just for storytelling purposes, but as a way to set up the Mandalorian movie to be able to be successful from other perspectives. So they're going to have to... Uh, they're going to have to have Grogu start talking in the Mandalorian season four. And they're going to have to do that because he can't just show up in this, in a movie where they're going to be like this main focus. And yeah, movies are shorter than series, but it tells a heavier, more weighted story. He's going to have to talk in that movie. If it's the Mandalorian and Grogu, they're going to have to talk to each other, whether he speaks English or not, whatever. But he's going to have to be able to communicate with him like Han and Chewie, you know? So I think in Mando season four, they're going to have to start Grogu talking, maybe a different outfit. um, And then they can put out new toys like here's Grogu talking, saying phrases. Maybe he gets a catchphrase that kids can get start saying. And that becomes, (laughs) you know, saying when you use a catchphrase, people are catched by your phrase. What's that from? It's from Popstar, but it's a uh, it's a DJ Khaled sort of. Play- He's playing himself, obviously, because it's like an interview, but a lot of the people are sort of making fun of themselves when they're doing the interviews. So I guess like, all he does uh, is not Mariah play. Carey going, I'm probably the most humble person I know. <laughs> oh, she definitely is. Um, yeah. So I do think th- they're going to have to do things in Mando season four, assuming they still do Mando season four, but I think they are. Um, to, to, to to establish a new version of Grogu or an evolved version of Grogu so that this movie doesn't feel like, ah, it's just the same coying little baby from 
the Mandalorian show that uses the force sometimes and gets and takes a nap. Like we have to see expanded force powers. We got to see him talk and yeah, maybe in another outfit or something like that. Uh, And then the other thing I just thought about because they are going to need to communicate with each other and have like a living space. They're going to either have to bring back another razor crest or get them a new ship because the end one's not going to cut it for that purposes. It's like, if they made a movie Luke Skywalker and R2-D2 and then they're just flying around in an X-Wing, it's like, when do they get to just... Like, the, like that's the beauty of the Millennium Falcon. And, or even if you want to say the Razor Crest, it's, or, or the Ghost. There's, a, there's an open space where these people can develop their relationships while they're traveling through space. And that's very important for storytelling and they need to do something for that. So I think we're going to see a lot of this stuff in Mandalorian Season 4 so that it's set up for the movie to succeed. Um, What do you think about that? Well, they sort of do have a home right now, right? I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think about their little home. Yeah. My my understanding was they ended season three and they're like, that's it, the end of the adventures. We found a place to live and we're hanging out. But what's interesting is he's still wearing his helmet. And I'm like really there's no one around you don't have any plans to go on any more adventures you've already let him see you without the helmet but i don't know he's sticking to where he is with keeping the helmet on but i would just think like in a totally private situation with basically your son you would be okay doing Uh, that but i don't know i don't know i don't know where the i don't know what the rules are (laughs) you know what i mean in this cult so I like the idea that they have their home and I almost sort of forgot about that. But if they're going to be out on an adventure or whatever, like we never saw Obi-Wan's home again once they left to go. I don't disagree with the N1 thing. Like I think like what they could do is they could have a bigger ship, but then like, all right, I'll do it myself. The doors open up and the N1 falls out. You know what I mean? And he's, he's like the cockpit. He's been in it, but he like fall, it falls out. And then you have a toy that has like both the bigger ship with the N1 like built into it. Sort of like uh, just, the ghost with the phantom sort of thing. It just seems like it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea of a bigger ship. Um, and I, I think that they I think they might be establishing that where they are right now is they're like going to be home base, home planet. That's where they live. Um, I don't know that they would do anything crazy like trying to blow that up, but I I kind of want to get back to this like baby Yoda bringing yeah. audiences to theaters because, you know, I mentioned on TRB Live, if anybody listens to that episode, that I have a coworker that when I said, hey, did you hear about the news? They're doing a movie called Mandalorian and Grogu. The person didn't know who Grogu was. And I said, it's baby Yoda. And they said, oh. And I don't think that's uncommon. I think that a lot of people still to this day, even though they they do what they can to push that character's name, I still think the vernacular around that character is that that is Baby Yoda. So you know what they're gonna um, do? They're gonna. Yeah, what are they gonna do? Like with the marketing of this, whatever the first TV spot or trailer is, it's going to be him front and center on camera, and the Mandalorian calling his name, so people like make the association. And he's going to be visually all over everything so that people do make the connection that, oh, I kind of figured yeah. he was, he, his name wasn't Baby Yoda. That's his name? Oh, okay. So he's going to be in it. And I think that's they're going to have to hit that early, like head on. 
so that people can make that connection. So I don't think it's going to be as big of a hurdle. Uh, I think yeah. they'll be cognizant of that because um, they've even said, even though, even though John Favreau sometimes still says Baby Yoda, I think right they are. They, I could be wrong, but didn't in the gallery or something once they revealed his name, they were like, "You can't call him Baby Yoda anymore," or something like. Or Kathleen Kennedy mm. said that. I forget what it was, but. They don't. It want sounds to- like a rumor to me. Like somebody said, like on Star Wars productions, you're not allowed to call him Baby Yoda. Uh, yeah, maybe. And yeah. it's like, but I don't know that that is actually. But true. I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a hurdle. But I do understand your point that the name, like putting the name in the title, doesn't guarantee people are going to be like, yeah, that's him. But I think mm-hmm. if they load us up with visual marketing, whether that's on TV, internet. Um, posters, you know, on the side of a bus in New York City, billboards in LA. Uh, yeah, Times like Square. you don't always have to make it the Mandalorian and Grogu and show him holding him. It could be like the Mandalorian Grogu. on one side yeah. of the poster and Grogu on the other side of the poster. Like, I, I almost like what we need to think about too is like the way that it's written right now is just text and it goes all the way across the Mandalorian and Grogu. I don't know that this title isn't going to be the Mandalorian and ampersand Grogu underneath it, you know, or something along those lines. It could be long. And then they go like the Mandalorian is always left. Grogu is always right in all marketing, all posters, You put the two characters, you never put them together. Well, maybe they do. They probably have to, Mm -hmm. maybe they do market it as like dumb and dumber. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm trying to think of any other movie where it's like this person. And that like, if it was called buzz and Woody, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it they would just market it as like buzz is always on the left woody's always on the right Tango so and cash. Maybe, maybe it's something like that yeah um so i i think you're probably right that 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 at the end of the day like i usually am the person that argues that audiences aren't as stupid as people make them out to be so maybe i should just kind of get into like it won't be that hard they just need to come up with a good campaign that explains to people hey you're familiar with the character baby yoda well we have the marketing budget of a movie now we're going to put it everywhere that the person you're thinking of is actually named grogu (laughs) so and the title of the movie is called the mandalorian and grogu so if you have any questions just take a second and think about who that might be. And then I think you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Ultimately, I think the answer to the question is yes. Um, Cause I mean, <laughs> the title of, of our episode is sort of like a will of the force question, but cause I really do think that kids will want to go see this. Like that. That's the thing. Do you think this is, do you think this is a movie that, um, and, and I don't know if this is opposite what I just said, but do you think people are going to be like, uh, Hey, you want to come to the movies with me? Oh, what are you going to see? The baby Yoda movie. Yeah, I do. I, and I think there's an opportunity here that probably didn't <clears throat> exist with rogue one or maybe last Jedi or <clears throat> darker movies. Like maybe even Indiana Jones. I don't know if people took their family to go see it, but with this one, I could see me, you know, packing my kids into the SUV and driving to the theater to go watch Baby Yoda on the big screen. And I think this could become the next Star Wars. Let's, as a family, go watch uh, the new Star Wars movie. And John Favreau is 
no stranger to, you know, making movies that families can go see, you know, Jungle Book, Lion King, Elf. Um, I think. He'll, yeah, I'm curious. He, do you he, think this takes the tone of the Mandalorian or do you, I mean, I would think it would have to. Or do you think they go lighter? Well, to I make do it think even more family. Fun? I think I think the Mandalorian is light in a way because it is very pulpy. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, true. so I mean, like when we're talking about Andor, we're like, oh, man, Andor's like exactly. real Star Wars. And then it's not like fluffy Mandalorian. Yeah, right. It's yeah. Mandalorian is more like like George Lucas said, the you know, these movies are for kids. And he's like, people don't like hearing that. And it's like, I think Favreau, you know, one thing that, you know, is evident in his interviews and when he talks about storytelling is he always sort of has his finger on the pulse and he knows when like the right buttons to push more often than not. And I think he's going to bring that to this movie, not from just a storytelling perspective, but a presentation perspective and how it's marketed, uh, you know, color palettes they're going to use to, to, to draw in kids to, to, want to embrace this whole thing with Grogu um, and like make it feel like bring the whole family to come see the new Star Wars movie. And I think that is important because one Star Wars definitely needs to make sure they, that future like current and future generations are into this thing because the longer we get away from the gospel of the original trilogy and George Lucas all these fans are going to age out and they're going to need to, if Star Wars is going to sustain and thrive, they're going to need to capture the minds, imaginations and hearts of kids. And this is a big opportunity, especially it's the first new Star Wars movie after the end of the era of the Skywalkers and stuff. And I think Favreau is going to be well aware of that. Um, And maybe that was part of his explanation to them as far as like, let's bring the Mandalorian to the big screen they probably asked him like, well, John, look at uh, other shows that tried to end their story on the big screen. Entourage, uh, very successful HBO show, did not do well in the theaters, fizzled out. And I'm sure that's just one off the top of my head because I like Entourage, but there's plenty. Uh, uh, of- like, yeah, I can think of the, the other one off the top of my head is Sex in the City, and it did do well. Sex in the City did really well, and Sex in the City 2 did even better. Oh, interesting. Um, but I don't know that this is common because I think this is one of those things where like anytime I bring up, cause I still stand on this. Like, I think it's weird. Although I sort of had a breakthrough on the live show last week where, or no, actually maybe it was even in um, the Patreon stuff, but I just, I, I don't understand why you would tell a part one, part two, part three, part four, and then part five is a movie. Like, cause part one through four is like behind a paywall and there's a lot of content there that not everybody's seen, but I don't see how you get somebody into a movie to see the last part of a story that they haven't seen most of the other stuff. But my big breakthrough was, I think that they wrap up that story and it's fine. Then they tell a completely different story with a new villain, with a new thing, because you don't have to have watched the show. They want to introduce you to this character as if like the, all these kids are like, do you want to go see the baby Yoda movie? They're like, Oh, I, I've never seen any baby Yoda. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Just let's go see the baby Yoda movie. I don't know. And if the I kids buy can that. watch it for the first time. You think I, this, you think that the movie is going to be the end of 
yeah. the show. Yeah. And I, I do you I I think it's a valid and fair point you're saying. I'm not saying that. I just don't mm-hmm. think that that's what's going to happen. Because, I mean, look at Ahsoka. You know, they took an animated show and they're like, we're bringing all these characters in. We're not really going to explain much. And you're either going to know it or you're not. And then from there, they're going to take that stuff and bring it to a movie. So it's like two steps. And they're fine with Dave Filoni heralding that. So I think if they're fine with that, and I say that that wow. in the way that Dave Filoni's never made a movie before. So uh, if they're going to have confidence in that, they're going to have confidence in Favreau finishing his story. And don't forget the fact that now the Mandalorian's available to purchase uh, on Blu-rays, uh, on digital. People can buy that, rent that, watch that. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did start airing some episodes on ABC or Disney or something like that. So we may even see more of that now that we know that this movie's coming out to make sure that people get to uh, engage in this story. I especially don't know as Disney Plus is Mandalorian. still in a weird spot. What? I think they did that for Andor. I don't think they did it for Mandalorian. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. I know I know they did it for Andor. I'm not positive if they did it for Man- Mandalorian or not. Oh, they did. Um, yep. They did. They did do it for Mandalorian On too? On ABC, Freeform, and FX in February. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know that that's tied to this, though. I don't think they're like, let's start seeding Mandalorian. So people no, I don't think so. I'm just saying it's I, yeah, accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100% right. Um, I'm trying to... I I still... Like, even with the Ahsoka thing, I get it. It's Rebel Season 5, and we can say that over and over and over again. But even that part of it's like... In a way, Rebel's kind of wrapped up. I mean, that story was over. And, like, this this new thing that she's on, even though it connects to the old, I feel like it's a... it's we went through a big save point, you know what I mean? And this is like the next portion and you're, you can start at the next portion pretty accessibly. It's not so much like, like, like we did rebels seasons one, season two, season three and season four, the one where Kanan dies and they finally defeat Thrawn is actually the movie. You know, it's like they left it the way that it is. And I've, I've been thinking, I think we've all been thinking, that the Dave Filoni movie was going to be the climactic event that they were talking about. Yeah, it's in a theater, but it's not just Ahsoka. It was going to be Mandalorian led because he's the face of the, 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 the crew that they've assembled. It's like him and Grogu. Then over here, it's Ahsoka over here. I it's thought the that skeleton too. crew back in the day, it was going to be Rangers Look, of the Republic or all backing them up. Like it was going to be Mandalorian led. Yeah. I thought that too, dude. And I think this changes everything. Everything. It does sort of change everything. It really makes me wonder what that Dave Filoni movie is. Then if, if, Mando is, if it's not the second Mandalorian movie, you know what's and what is it? This, but is there a chance the Dave Floney movie doesn't happen, and not for bad reasons, but they decide they to, change things up? Yeah, that they decide to finish. I don't those, think so. Those stories. They just said Disney in the announcement that it's still happening. That his movie is. That was part of the announcement. Is that it says it. it this movie is falling into the current lineup of all of the other properties that we have, including this movie, this movie, and this movie, or or this project, this project, this project. Okay. 
and uh, Dave Filoni's Ahsoka season two, which is right. where they slipped in that in. I and so I mean, with the announcement, they confirmed that Dave Filoni's still working that's on good. this project. That's good. I was just thinking, like, because I had always thought, well, if Dave Filoni's doing that movie, like, they got to have Mando and Grogu in there for a lot of the reasons we've been talking about on this episode. And now that I think, if in, my thought is Mando's being he was he's not he wasn't even in with them really he's getting his own movie he's gonna end his story that way then it's ahsoka versus thrawn and it's a, a brand new i don't think that's enough for a movie Correct. i'm not really I agree. sure what's going on i agree so it's gonna be interesting and i don't think it would be pulled back for bad reasons we'll find out in 2027 it might be just we got ahsoka season two um we can probably finish the story where it started over here um, because we're not sure if Ahsoka is marketable enough for mass audiences. Now, diehard fans are going to hear me say that and say like, get out of here. Ahsoka is so popular, but it's like, she's very popular for very diehard Star Wars fans. My brother has not watched Ahsoka. He has no interest. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know the character. Doesn't really care. Um, Mando, he likes. So I use him as my measure. I know there's you know general audiences or um, probably not super familiar with Ahsoka. I would be nervous if I was Disney or Lucasfilm if Mando's not involved. And this is just my theories. If he's not going to be mm -hmm. involved or a big part of Filoni's movie to say like, all right, Dave, you're getting your first feature film and it's going to be led by Ahsoka versus Thrawn. Diehard fans hear that and they're like, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And it probably is. But you got to put yourself in the shoes of casual fans out there who are going to be like, I'm, I don't know. I don't really know those characters. I'll, I'll check it on Disney plus. I don't know if I'm popping $50 to bring the family to go see that one. You know, you know, what's tough though. Sometimes is like remembering that a lot of movies don't we don't know the characters like uh like i, I like i might go see i might watch uh what's the leonardo dicaprio one like flowers of the K killer's moon or whatever you know it's like i don't know any of those characters like there's uh, like the yeah, fact that that's different though that this is this is star wars I, <laughs> am yeah, i gonna go see the next star wars movie you know what i mean but that's what I'm saying is like I I'm I think there might be some truth to that fact that that I don't need to know who Ahsoka is. I just need to see that it's a Star Wars movie. And I've you, been yeah, watching maybe. Mandalorian, so I yeah. know the character. I hope that's you know? the case. Trust me, I, I, I want it to always succeed. Um so But I but I am I'm having a hard time believing that the Dave Filoni movie it's not that I'm I'm having a hard time believing it. It's just that everything up till this announcement of the Mandalorian and Grogu has been Dave Filoni is directing that movie that is going to be led by the Mandalorian, surely, because it's the big culminating I crossover event thing that we've been talking right. about. And so now to to think that there's a possibility that they're going to remove the Mandalorian from that formula, I start to go, well, then what are we doing? 
Like, is Ahsoka really just the beginning of we're going to do Ahsoka and season two and season three and season four and then lead up to this movie just the same Mandalorian did? Because it didn't catch fire like Mandalorian did. You know, that I don't know. It's just it's weird. That means they got to do everything they possibly can to build Ezra up now, if that's the case. Um, Iman is Fondi, you know, maybe the whole Jason thing, all that. And really go Jedi heavy. Uh, in addition to the military, what if Ezra's aspect, in wrong? the Mandalorian movie? I don't think Ezra's going to be in the Mandalorian movie. Well, he's at home, and Ahsoka and Sabine are not. Oh, I know, but the Ahsoka movie's ways away. So that's where I think. This well, what isn't what gonna... what, I, what I'm saying is is to clarify, if like, what if they bring in Ezra? as in is he's in the Mandalorian and Grogu and they introduce him. He's a sub character, but he's really cool. And people are like, Oh, who's that? And they're like, that's the character from the Ahsoka TV series. You're yeah. not paying attention. You got to watch it. And then people have the exposure because they went to go see the movie. Now they maybe know when they see a movie late come out later, that's Ahsoka and Ezra. They're like, Oh, that's the guy from the first Mandalorian movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like maybe just that exposure enough might help. Cause I don't see Ahsoka being in the Mandalorian and Grogu. I don't think I don't any of them making any sense. I don't think any of them are going to be in the Mandalorian movie. I mean, that's fair. I'm I'm doing a wild. What if, because you yeah. just said we have to build up Ezra and I'm like, how do you build them up? You can Ahsoka. only show them on Disney plus. Yeah, I know. But if people aren't watching it, how do you I get agree. people to go to the movie? That's why I think it's a, it might be a little bit of a problem, but so I'm saying maybe what you could do is you could put at least one of those characters that you want to be really big in that Mandalorian and Grogu movie as mm. uh, somehow involved. Then you have a little bit of crossover, but I again I don't want to I don't want the show to be, you know, the Mandalorian and Grogu and also Ahsoka or and also Ezra. I don't I, I don't think they're part of it. I think they're just maybe possibly in it to build up other stuff, I other just, content. I don't know, but when I try to connect all the dots here, it's like all right, the Mandalorian movie's coming out before the Ahsoka movie, obviously, or the, not the Ahsoka movie. The Mandalorian movie's coming out before the Dave Filoni movie. They told us that. It's the it's gonna yeah. be the next And also Star Mandalorian and Grogu both do not die in season four. Right. Right. Spoiler. So <laughs> it's already announced. So I think just logically, if Mandalorian and I said this on TRB Live, but I want to like flesh it out here. Yeah. Mandalorian's getting his own movie where he's the main character. Him and Grogu are the main characters. It's focused on them. How are you going to tell me unless the character is going to keep going and going and going and going, which I don't think it is because I'm just guessing, but I don't think Pedro Pascal seems very interested in doing this forever. Um, you can't give him his own movie, this big, huge story, and then have him show up in another movie as a bit part where he's not as big as he was in his own movie and end it there. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, well, that's, that's why I sort of disagreed with you on TRB live, because you're saying that he would be reduced in that Thrawn Dave Filoni movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I never pictured he was, I pictured he was the headlining character. Well, I figured that movie would be called the Mandalorian versus Thrawn or whatever, you know, and it would be billed like that. 
So to say now we're getting Mandalorian and Grogu, he's the title character. It's his first movie. Okay, cool. He's a big deal. I don't think he's reduced necessarily if he makes it all the way to that movie. I just think there there's a possibility mm-hmm. that it's just, but it's weird to announce the Mandalorian two before you announced one. Yeah. But that's sort of what's happening. If what I'm saying is true, they, I think they announced two before one. I think this was a recent decision for the Mandalorian movie. And I think it's going to change a lot of the things that we were previously told. <laughs> Which is so unlike Lucas. Yeah, we shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> we should be so surprised by this. So, uh, but either way, I think it's good stuff. So back to, I guess my closing point on the, on the Grogu thing. I, I think he will help make star wars this sort of family theatrical event again um i do think he's still going to be viable with kids um and you know even you know four-year-olds or three-year-olds who met grogu in 2019 are now eight nine ten you know they have opinions they'll be like ma i want to i gotta go see that movie gotta go see the new star wars movie but then there's new kids Lacey's baby who's two now loves grogu you know she'll be five so it's like all these kids are going to want to go see this movie. And I think they're absolutely going to lean on Grogu for that from the marketing perspective. They're going to market him to the kids channels, to the YouTube kids, you know, obviously on uh, the the internet, uh, Disney Plus, all that stuff. And they're going to make, they'll, they'll probably have Grogu on Sesame Street. You know, they'll, have, they'll do everything they can to make sure kids are like, I got to go see Baby Yoda. I got to go see Grogu on in the theaters. So I think that it is going to be a big factor, but they have to make sure they do some other stuff and they have to reinvent their approach to marketing because like we saw with Indiana Jones, you can't just put the old classic out there and say they're going to come because they're, they're not, they may not show up. So um, that's my prevailing thought. Yeah. Like um, you can't just stick a, stick them on a Denny's menu and say baby pancakes. <laughs> Stay as far away from Denny's as possible. If that's all you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, Any final thoughts on this one? Just a, a real obscure off the off the rails comment. But by the way, I, I know you posted something about you saw that Blink-182 played like in a Denny's or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that that's kind of cool. Like Denny's like being real close to like rock and roll. That's that's really neat. You know, that's also parody, mentioned, like, right? Well, of the of the, the metal of the show that took place in the yeah. yeah, but here's the thing that most people might might not know is like I was I was in the music scene and warp tour and stuff like that. Denny's always very connected to that stuff. Oh, that's cool. So every so we were part of a uh, contract with Denny's where um, it was like it was different nights. So like they had the whole like tour planned out, but we were contracted for certain nights. And often we were with similar bands or like friends of ours and stuff that we would go to the same thing. But after war tour, uh, we would go like us and like four other bands would all go to the local Denny's and our meals were all comped and everything or whatever. But it was a line like out the door and all the kids do is they just come in and they walk from table to table and they like take pictures and sign autographs and meet the bands and Denny's paid us to do it. 
And I, I just always thought like, it's funny that like that video was out there. And I was always like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Denny's would do something like that. And then now people are being more exposed to it because of the blink 182 thing. So Denny's not an uncool company, just somebody that they, they don't necessarily always, their marketing is not always what they're, what they fit. Uh, I don't, it doesn't, I don't blame when Denny's you think of Denny's, you thing. don't think of star Wars and rock and roll, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't blame them for the solo thing though. They spelt like <laughs> they spelt Wookie wrong in there on the marketing materials. It's like, how is that? Who yeah, checked yeah. this stuff? It's just because wow. they don't care. They're punk rock. They're Denny's man. Yeah. Who cares? Moons no, over my metal. Um, yeah, I just, I thought it was kind of funny, funny end it. Cause we talked, we we're talking so much about Denny's recently, but, um, about the, the Grogu thing. Yeah. I don't know how much more I can add to it. Uh, I, I, this whole thing, man, I think we're going to spend the next couple days, next couple weeks, next couple months, probably really soaking this in before we get any more news. I don't think we're going to hear much about this for a long time. Um, and I mean, probably not till celebration. I think this is it for the news until celebration probably uh, official news you're gonna get people like dave filoni or somebody being uh, you know asking a question like so you're doing the mandalorian movie and he's like yeah but he's not gonna say anything i think this is basically it you might be right i hope not because i, I want to hear if it, it's going into production this year and if they are doing season four i'd like to hear something like cast or you know we always said that, though. We don't want Star Wars to be as, as secretive as they have been. I think the cast is going to be very simple. I think it's going to be Manda. Oh, yeah. Not Gina Carano. Let me tell you that. No. Do you, <laughs> but, but what about like, what do you think? Like oh, Carl, Carl Weathers, Weathers and stuff. Yeah, Carl Weathers. I mean, you think, yeah, probably like Cameo, Pelimato. Dude, Carl Weathers. Hell yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I. I know it's called the Mandalorian and Grogu, but I, I have, oh, well, he might be dead by that. You know point who's going to be, too. you know, who's going to be in the Mando movie. Boba Fett's going to be in the Mando movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. You know what? You say that though, but, but you don't put Boba Fett, like you don't somehow figure out a way to like, no, cause it's, yeah, he's probably just in it, man. That's crazy to me to think you're going to put Boba Fett just in a theatrical movie and it's not Boba Fett related at all. He's That's just the most Boba Fett there? thing to do, dude. That's probably true. You just pop him in. <laughs> Boba Fett's great in small doses, but that's what we found out. Oh my God. Well, you know who doesn't know that right now? Tamara Morrison. And you know who's like thinking that right now? Tamara, Tamara Morrison. Morrison. He's like, I freaking hope they put me in that movie. Tamara Morrison's family. Yeah, his checking account. Um, he's gonna he's gonna call up John Favreau. Hey, Johnny, saw hey, a movie was coming out. Yeah, he's like he's like, what if we call it The Mandalorian, Grogu, and Boba? <laughs> yeah, um, I have Boba Fett. He does the haka dance. <laughs> <laughs> he, I love the guy, man. I, I yeah, I hope he gets to play Boba a bunch more. But um, all right, good stuff. I hope everyone enjoyed the chat. Uh, so let us know what you think uh, about Grogu and how they're going to utilize him and and market the next era of Star Wars movies 
in an ever-changing landscape of the theatrical experience. Uh, so we want to thank everybody for listening, watching, being a part of TRB. Uh, make sure you are hitting up Lacey on social media at Lacey Gilleran. She'll be back with us on, T- on uh, TRB Live Thursday. Uh, I'm at Johnny Hoey on social media and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, check uh, that out if you would like. We're doing American Pie next, the original. Uh, James, how about you? You can find me on social media at Myra Trunks. All right. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to our show on all platforms, as we said before, and spread the word. We appreciate it very, very much, as clearly big things are ahead for Star Wars, which means we're going to be busy, and we like that. Uh, a special thank you to our patrons. We said it at the top. If you want to support us over there, uh, we appreciate it. But the Generals and Spice Runners, uh, thank you to Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Brendan McLaughlin, Sneaky Zebra, Colin Cormier, Diana, and Dave Hornack, and the Spice Runners, David Provost, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and the Fort Worthian. And all of our listeners, supporters, however you like TRB, maybe you just bought a t-shirt once, makes a little too happen, and that was enough. Whatever. If you like our show, and you like Star Wars, and you're cool, we love you. Uh, we'll be back Thursday night, as always, for TRB Live. Uh, and, of course, on your podcast apps thereafter to talk more of the latest news. And who knows what's going to come out uh, this week. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, today's uh, Martin Luther King Day, right? So, happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Uh, and uh, if you're off from work, hopefully you were just chilling and checking out maybe the YouTube version or something. But either way, uh, have a great week. And we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.